Hello and welcome to this new podcast series talking about SAP IBP or Integrated Business Planning. I am your host, Jonathan Fogarty, and I have the pleasure of guiding you through some fascinating conversations about how to unlock the secrets of IBP and how it can help your business. Whether you are an apprentice cook just trying to understand the basic ingredients like me or a three-star Michelin chef delivering flavor with every bite, there will be something here for everyone. Each week, we will have some fascinating guests to hear real-world use cases of how business is doing integrated planning. But the real star of the show, joining me each week to navigate through it all, is the Gordon Ramsay of planning, Mr. Mark Golly. Welcome, Mark. Thanks, Jonathan. I'm not sure about Gordon Ramsay in the language, but uh, the frustration at times, yes, I can... I can certainly relate to definitely, but no, for those people you. who can't see Mark, it does occasionally go a bit red in the face when he gets excited. But uh, we'll keep him on a on a tight leash today. Looking forward to this one, mate. I'm fascinated with all our conversations, and this one particularly so because human nature is a funny beast, and we've talked about ways people have discovered and adopted and enjoy. I can't believe I'm using that word. Enjoy leveraging SAP IBP to perform their planning activities. But there's one constant challenge, though, for anyone performing their daily job in these desktop environments, when they press that save button too soon. And as we know, for people that are long-term SAP users, there's not really an undo button or an undo request. So you have that, dare I say, the Britney Spears, oops, I did it again moment. So here I am wondering, what about things, what about these planning algorithms triggered on the wrong sub-network or incorrect manual entry at an aggregated level, safe too soon. Mate, you've done it all, you've broken it all, and you've fixed it again. Surely this moment, this heart-stopping moment in IBP when you've done the wrong thing in the context of planning, do you see that happening in IBP? How do you undo? How do you fix that situation? Yeah, um, we see it regularly. All right, so literally the very first thing that uh, we did in our training, um, apart from saying welcome to the world's most popular planning tool, Excel, right, um, is to also highlight that unlike Excel, right, where you can go undo, 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 yeah, up to you know, 10 times or something like that, it is was the very first thing in our training is that um, be careful, be sure, because despite it being in Excel front end, it does not have the undo button, right? So, um, so simulate to your heart's content, but until you're happy with the outcome, do not press save, right? So it was literally the first thing in our training. Um, so, um, and you kind of seen the hearts drop of the users at that point in time. You know, their smiles went away from their faces and they thought, oh dear. Um, 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 okay, um, there's no coming back from it, right? But there is ways to mitigate the risk. There is ways to work through that risk. And in general, there's two ways to, you know, dare I say it, avoid the Britney Spears moment. Oops, I did it again. Right? And that's the two ways that we've approached it is to provide permission filters um, assigned to SME roles, right? for example. Um, and these SMEs um, are... I guess a little bit more advanced in terms of their understanding and knowledge than everyday users. And they run things like copy operators and application jobs and things like that. And say, for example, 
you, you wouldn't get an everyday user to um, copy data from one planning book to another planning book when um, um, at budget time, for example, because you don't want you know, the incorrect data to be to be copied over. We would get you know, use the permission filters and uh, the advanced knowledge and capability of our SMEs to avoid that kind of situation. So there's there's that's one way of actually, I guess, managing the risk right rather than eliminating the risk. Um, the other way of managing the risk, um, and like I said, for us, um, it has happened. It does happen. Um, yeah, if you're lucky enough to have a backup, right, um, then awesome. <laughs> um, but most of the time you're not lucky enough to have that backup. But the great thing that IBP um, um, offers is that there's three particular ways you can actually almost do test and learn um, before you actually save right and that's about using simulation scenarios and versions to do those testing and learning to do those um, um, trial and error kind of things right um, before you actually press the save button and by pressing the save button you're committing right and so rather than rework you can actually test it yeah, and make sure you're happy with it, share it, make sure everyone's happy with it before you can press save. But genuinely, there is no um, undo button. So our counsel to our everyday users is make sure um, of what you're doing first. Right? And secondly, use the, use the capability of using simulation scenarios and versions before you press the save button. Okay. So anyone who knows me knows I have commitment issues at the best of times, so I'd be a nervous wreck. My goodness, you talked about versions and you mentioned scenarios. They feel like interchangeable terms. Are they the same thing? When would you use one? When yeah. would you use the other? Pretend I'm pretty thick. Okay. Um, in, in IBP 101 for Dummies, which is a, a book I should author, right, because, you know, I fit that bill pretty well, right, um, is it depends on what you're trying to solve, right, is the first, is the first thing. For using scenarios in particular, if you simply want to do things, if you want to see things that you want to simulate, you want to see the impact of changing a driver using a product, the production master data, for example, adding 10% to demand or opening up, up another transportation lane, um, which you want to then share, save and compare to your active version, then scenario is the place to do it. Right? So if you're comfortable that the scenario that you want to, the, the, that the uh, thing you want to test or the thing you want to try is using the same master data, then it is absolutely scenario, right? And if, but if you want to see the impact of changing master data, right? say, for example, you're going to change the run rates on a line because you've got OEE improvements that are coming, right? for example, or you want to model the uh, scenario or you want to model the impact of taking price above CPI, for example, right? You can actually do them and change the master data in a version, right? see the impact, 
compare the impact to your production version right, and make sure that you're happy with it. But the only difference between scenarios and versions is that because you use in scenarios the same master data, right, you can then promote your scenario to your active version. But if you choose to use a version, you can't promote that because it's got different master data. Right? So depends on the answer is depends on the on what you're trying to solve. If you're trying to do a comparison using your production master data, use scenarios. Right? But if you've got long-term strategic problems that you want to try and address or see whether an impact will change the shape or the outlook, then use a version. Does that make sense? It actually does, which just <laughs> means one of us is getting smarter and it might be me. And yeah. <laughs> I like that. So let's unpack that a little bit more though, Mark. So it looks like using versions and scenarios in SAP IBP introduces a whole new way of working. These scenarios in particular seem to offer perfect what-if capabilities, if I can use that terminology. So planners free to experiment in the scenario, no worries about that immediate impact on the official numbers, you know, that will keep the the noise and the work in progress planning activities away from the baseline planning version. So I like that. Is there some kind of rules or governance around the publication of the scenarios in the official baseline planning version or are the scenarios managed individually by each planner as, as their own safety net, if you will? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, you can actually save your different scenarios and put them in your back pocket for a rainy day, for example. You can actually do the work and actually say, mm, not 100% com committed to this or not 100% um, 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 uh, happy with the outcome. I'm just going to put that aside right, and maybe work on it a little bit later or maybe tweak it just a little bit more. And, and then share it with others to actually see what they think about the differences in scenarios. You can do that in a really safe space away from the production version, right, which doesn't change what the operation is um, working towards. Right? You can do that in a safe space and actually get feedback on that. And then when you're happy with it, you can actually compare that scenario to your baseline scenario. So... By, work, by saving it and working it in a, as a scenario, you're almost separating it from the production version, but it uses the same data. Right? So it is, it's a beautiful what-if scenario tool, simulation tool. It's interesting um, that the Gartner has actually recently called out this capability in IBP, right, as a point of difference for the to the actual tool in comparison to others. So their what if scenario planning is actually recognised as as being um, as being um, 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 an excellent uh, point of difference. And I agree because, say for example, you want to say um, innovation, you've just gone to market, and you want to model the impact of saying I'm going to oversell by twenty percent. 30%, 50%, 100%. You can actually, and, and what are the activities as a result of that, right, for example, you can actually have them in your back pocket for when it actually starts to um, evolve in a certain way and you can apply them, right? You've already done the what-if planning work, right? Um, and so that's a real key way of actually um, thinking ahead um, and making sure that you're prepared for any circumstances. 
Wow. So it's not just the multiverse of madness that we're descending into from a planning point of view. There's some logic and rigour and rules. Absolutely. To take you in a strange new pivot, though, I'm I'm fascinated on how you and how you would advise organisations and org design. It's such a powerful tool. How do you wrap a, a safety layer around your planners and the tool? Because the ability to get it wrong spectacularly, there's no undo button, as we said at the top of the show. Is, is there almost a, a responsibility or a safety blanket or, or, or a management kind of layer that, that organisations should put in place, you know, best laid plans and all that sort of thing? How, how would you kind of advise or counsel people there to make sure all those things don't always go to plan and how do you kind of help people and manage that? Yeah, it's actually a really good question, and, and I know that we're going to touch on it in the next um, in the next podcast. Um, but certainly, good IBP process actually has those contingencies in it. Right? It asks you to what if plan. It asks you to scenario plan. It asks you to be prepared. It asks you to simulate um, scenarios where you oversell, where you undersell, where you've got unplanned disruption, where you've got planned disruption, and have all of those capabilities work through and in your back pocket just in case. Now, that doesn't potentially cover things like BCP events, business continuity plan uh, events where you have catastrophic failures and and, and things like that across your fingers. Um, But where you've got things that are um, that you can influence but are out of your control, you can certainly plan for those, right? And good IBP process um, um, will facilitate those conversations and good IBP application of the tool will actually support that process. I like it. Well, that does sound like a whole other topic that we'll dive down another day. All right, so... This almost feels like a new way of working or a new way of planning uh, and maybe even a new way of thinking. You know, it certainly breaks the Excel, you know, multi-tab paradigm of just uh, doing it there. I appreciate that's probably a poor poor analogy. But can you maybe, Mark, give me some examples of how moving to this new way of working has actually made a, a real and meaningful difference in your organisation? Yeah, um, certainly, Absolutely. So I can think of two probably different circumstances um, where it has made a, um, a difference um, in our organisation and is that um, at the peak of the supply chain disruption in 2021, um, we were actually able to use the um, scenario and the versions uh, capability to run different scenarios um, from an operations perspective um, based on, I guess, known unknowns um, to identify um, shortages um, and to manage um, expectations um, from a customer supply perspective. Right? And as things were changing, we were able to pivot those scenarios to actually um, adjust expectations and, and things like that. So in periods of peak um, peak disruption, we we're actually able to use the scenario um, functionality to, uh, to better understand what we should be spending our time on and where, what we needed to avoid. And the second piece was around about um, the potential to use the version 
capability to simulate the impact of potential innovation um, outside of your immediate horizon on volume, revenue, margin, procurement, things like rough cut capacity plan, transportation, logistics, and potentially even capital requirements before committing to it as a business, right? Is it going to deliver um, according to the best, uh, according to the known information that you have, right? Is it going to help you achieve your strategic goals and things like that? So an example of you know, supply chain disruption by using and managed them using um, and um, uh, using scenarios and a longer term view on does innovation um, hit the brief and help you as a business hit your strategic objectives right, by using versions is all possible. Right? using SAP or IBP. Yeah, it makes good sense. So I guess if I could try and recap what I've heard, I mean, mistakes, you know, well-structured, well-organised planning world, mistakes don't happen, scenarios and versions do. Uh, and you've got you've got rigour and control uh, about what you take to production and how you impact production uh, and and everyone understands the role they play and the steps that the tool has in, in that process, I guess. So for those junior planners out there, what, what's your message about just making sure that you, you let the tool uh, try and manage the process enough or at least decrease those errors? You know, what's, what's the role of the software uh, in that process? Yeah, so I think that from my perspective, the whole use of scenarios and versions isn't really well understood um, within SAP IBP. So there is a really, really good opportunity for those everyday users, junior users, to actually uh, become curious in this area, right, and actually understand how they can apply the capabilities uh, about when to use and what to use it for and how to use it right, under the different um, situations and circumstances. So again, be curious about it, right? Um, um, understand it. Ask lots of questions of your customer success partners and your regional um, experts and things like that, because it is a tool which can add a number of bows to your toolkit, you know, and, and actually help you as a business become better prepared for either short-term disruption or planning for medium to long-term. Uh, as well so be curious have a look at it see whether it, where it fits in your business from a scenario perspective see where the versions fits into your business um, um from a planning perspective right and just give it a go you know you'll be surprised about what um um you can the impact that can have on a good planning process by having those things in your back pocket being prepared well, I love it. I love it. And as always, Mark, we've gone in weird and unusual directions. We started with Britney Spears. We went into the multiverse, but in the end it came down to being prepared and being curious. I, I, I love it as always. It all comes back to that that ethos of, around IBP, that the ability that the tool gives you to be curious. I think you can't underestimate that. Definitely not. Um, and that's, for me, one of the biggest keys to success. So apart from people right, and investing um, your time in people um, and, and focusing on process, um, having a curious mindset about um, 
what the IBP tool can do for you is probably one of the biggest advantages um, that you can actually take into the whole thing. Yeah? And understanding that deploying um, IVP is just the start. It's the curiosity which keeps it um, keeps it moving forward. Well, fabulous as always. We've gone in strange and unusual directions and I've loved every minute of it. Sadly, Mark Golly, that is all we have time for today in this edition of Sharing a Piece of Pie, the SAP IBP podcast. Mark, as always, thank you. Fabulous, mate. I always enjoy our conversations. I hope that was fun. It certainly was. All right. Well, for all our listeners out there, thanks for listening to all of our editions. I hope you're enjoying them. If you want to hit Mark or I up or any of our guests, find us on socials. We'd love to hear what's important to you and what you'd like to talk about with the SAP IBP tool. But for now, sadly, that is all we've got time for. On behalf of Mark Golly, I'm Jonathan Fogarty, your host. That's been Sharing a Piece of Pie, the SAP IBP podcast. Until next time, on behalf of Mark and I, it's bye for now. See ya. See ya.